So our scripture passage this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 7, verses 2 through 10. Would you please stand for the reading of God's word? There, a centurion's servant whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, this man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to him to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. This is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. The men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. I love this. I love this. Us being together in this place, uh, children all the way through adults, retired folk as well. I love this. I love this because this is one of the places where we get to see the body of Christ come together and learn and grow and be together all at once. This is one of the times during our year where we get to do this. I hope you look around and you love it as well as I do. I know another person who loves it really, really a lot and isn't here, so hi, Jeff. This is amazing because VBS is a place where not only do we get to see the planting, we get to see the sowing, we get to see the watering, we get to see the harvest, we get to see all four things that God is doing in and through us in one space at one particular time and this morning we get to continue. My role during VBS was kind of the end and, and I got to kind of wrap up all the things that they had learned always made me nervous. I don't know, I'm going to wrap all this stuff up. They've been going for two and a half hours and here I am. I got five minutes to tell you one thing that's really good. The writers are really good at creating all this stuff and so that's my role here this morning is to bring us to this place where we're wrapping up this experience not only for these students but for you as a church who've been a part of this as well. Those of you who have been praying for us and walking with us, those who have given things so that this can happen those of you who have sent money in, those of you who didn't even know what was going on have showed up this morning and you're like, wow, there's a piece of this that we're all a part of. 
This morning's scripture gives us a fantastic story. It happens right after Jesus' amazing, amazing, amazing Sermon on the Mount where he gets to tell us what the kingdom of God looks like and, and what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to treat each other and he turns the world on end. He leaves that place and heads off to Capernaum and there there's this, this Roman centurion whose servant was sick. And because the centurion had heard about Jesus, because he had heard about Jesus' preaching, he sent some Jewish elders that he knew to go ask Jesus to heal his sick servant. He was concerned for his sick servant. And so he goes and says, Jesus, would you please do that? But he didn't go himself. He sent some friends to do that. What's interesting is the centurion is probably one of the most unlikely persons to connect with Jesus. Uh, first of all, he's a Gentile, which means he didn't grow up knowing the living God. There's probably other gods he had heard about, but he did not grow up knowing the living God. He was, he was stationed there in Palestine, in Capernaum, which means he was probably really, really, really far from home, far from the place where he was trained and where he, where he grew up. And he was there in part to make sure that the people of that area, specifically the Jews, obeyed the laws of the emperor of Rome. His job was an instrument of war, not one necessarily of peace. And he achieved a rank of centurion by distinguishing himself above others in, in, in some really brutal Roman martial arts. Not exactly the resume you'd expect for becoming one of the Bible's great heroes of faith. It's the resume of a person who may have felt alone in Capernaum. It's the resume of a person who probably worried a lot about what was going on and who was following and how he was perceived in the community. It's a, per it's a resume of a person who knew what it was to really, really struggle who had probably done wrong, who was under the authority of the emperor and really was ultimately powerless. What we also know is that Jesus is so much greater than his resume or his experience. But the centurion doesn't know this. The centurion doesn't know this yet. All he knows is he realizes that he doesn't want Jesus to come to his, his house. He says, you know, don't come. I'm going to send two groups of people to tell you to come, but then not to come. It's that moment where someone goes, hey, come, come. No, 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 but come. No, I don't want you. I think sometimes we're like that in our mind with Jesus. Lord, I want everything that you have for me, but don't come too close because I know that you're amazing. In fact, the centurion thinks so much of Jesus that he cannot bear the fact of him coming into his house. So he sends people, tells them not to come. He says, but if Jesus, you would just say a word, just one word, the centurion believed that his servant would be healed. The centurion believed that there was enough power in Jesus that just a word would, see, would, would heal his servant. You know what's great? Is that Jesus is greater than his resume. That Jesus is greater than his experience. 
that Jesus is greater than your resume, that Jesus is greater than your experience, that no matter where we come from, no matter what we've done, no matter what we're going through, we can reach out to Jesus even from where you are, whether you're sitting in this place or you're at home listening to this, you can reach out to a Jesus who wants to be there. And here's the best part. He wants to be there. He wants to be with you. He wants you to reach out so that he can come to you, so that he can be with you, so that he can heal whatever is standing in the way between you and him. He wants to heal that for you. Jesus wants to reconcile you to himself. Jesus wants to reconcile you to each other. Jesus wants to rescue you. It was his whole purpose for coming. It was his whole purpose for dying. It was his whole purpose for raising from the dead that he might reconcile all of us to himself and you to each other. You see, Jesus was already on his way to the centurion's house. He was already on his way. Jesus was already responding to the hopes and the prayers of the centurion. And as you sit here, I absolutely believe that Jesus is already responding to the pains that you have. He's already moving. He's already trying to answer those prayers in the midst of a crazy world. Jesus is moving. Jesus is responding. Partly because of the fact that this is just who Jesus is. Now, the centurion had been helpful to the Jews because he liked the Jews. He had built their synagogue. But he didn't necessarily believe in their God until he met Jesus. And Jesus stops. And Jesus looks around at the people that are following him and he says, this is amazing. In all of Israel, in all the people that I've met, all the Pharisees, all the Sadducees, all the people that have met, all in Israel, I have never seen someone with such great faith. I have never seen someone with such great faith. Jesus is only amazed two times in the Bible, and both times it has to do with the faith of people. Either one, the faith, the great faith of the centurion, or the lack of faith of a group of people that did not want to be healed. Jesus is amazed at the faith of a person who didn't need to. Jesus is amazed at the person, uh, faith of a person who wasn't Jewish. Jesus is amazed because the centurion didn't see Jesus but believed in his power. Jesus is amazed by your faith too, and he wants to rescue you. Jesus wants, to know, wants you to know that you are worthy of being rescued, and he's already moving to do so. Jesus wants to heal your pain. Jesus wants to rescue you so you don't have to go through this life alone. And kids, I need your help. Jesus reminds me that when you're lonely, Jesus rescues. that when you're worried, Jesus that when you struggle, Jesus that when you do wrong, Jesus that when you're powerless, Jesus 
that when you believe that Jesus can meet you where you are, Jesus is amazed that he shows up. Jesus does it just like he did last week, just like he's doing right now, and just like he will do tomorrow for you and I in our lives as we continue to move forward. Amen and amen. Let me pray for us. Spirit of the living God, you know the hearts in this place. Every single heart. The ones that are already following you, the ones that are skeptical because they've been going through a rough time. The ones whom you've just rescued and are so excited about what you're doing in their life. God, I pray for all of us that we would know you more. God, that you would continue to walk toward us and hold our hand as we go through this life so that we might understand more about who you are and why you are in our lives and what purpose you give us. So God, bless the rest of today as we continue our fellowship and our worship you. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.